following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to the airing of Grievances, and this is your network's Star Wars fan podcast with, dare I say, three of the greatest Jedi to ever have a podcast and to not actually be Jedi. Uh, that's, of course, me, myself, Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by Matt Johnson over there. Hello. And I'm joined by Brian Finch over yonder. Good day to you. That's right, because I'm from North Carolina. We say yonder. Yonder. I say that a lot. It's a fun. It's a fun phrasing. Yeah, uh, I got an argument. Wasn't it on your NFL podcast, Matt? Where I was talking about how y'all is just a great all-inclusive word. We did. It was my birthday uh, episode. Yeah. My birthday trivia episode. Um, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's a good one. It, it it literally it does encompass just about everything. Yeah, I need to hear the word y'all in Star Wars. How come <laughs> I haven't heard that yet? <laughs> I feel like racist. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that's a Tatooinean thing. Yeah, it it's is. gotta be, right? I, I did <laughs> I did see, and this is true, and I've kind of thought this too before myself. Uh, you know, Star Wars, uh, there's like an infinite amount of stars and galaxies out in space right so many but star wars like you can literally it happens mainly on just one planet <laughs> and it's a sand planet of the all worst. things <laughs> and then when they ran out of ideas for another planet, they created a new sand planet for the <laughs> yeah. sequel trilogy yeah. oh man tatooine thanks for holding it down for us jacku come on down you're the I'll, same I'll, thing I'll, I would love to have been in that meeting when they were trying to brainstorm ideas. All right, guys, we need a new planet. We need a new planet. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Get this. Get this. Just stay with me here. Sand. <laughs> as far as the eye can see. Yeah. Now, I do know that Darth Vader personally hates sand. So this makes it even better to have another planet with even more sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't. I, that's where like people, like people, like compared to like, yeah, it's just like episode four, but it's, uh, it, it was not one of those very brilliant, uh, Disney ideas. Let's just say that Disney. Well, they're still doing it now when technology is so good, where they can kind of make any planet they wanted. Matt is, uh, we we do this over Zoom, and Matt is coming to us from a tropical location in his background and it looks great i'm on naboo can... i'm on the beaches of naboo yeah he's uh, on right naboo <laughs> see look at the waves got the nice palm trees it's really nice here um 
they're having a state funeral for Jar Jar Binks right now, who we're going to talk a little bit about oh, today. Oh, man. Um, he, he's been a court jester these last couple of years. I don't know if you guys knew this. He's been a court jester these last couple of years. And uh, um, I have yeah. always wondered about stand-up comedy in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I thought we were about to get it. Do we have an idea? Do we have an idea? Did we just come up with an idea? I think we did. (laughs) Do they have like their own version of Jerry Seinfeld? You know? (laughs) What's the deal with sand? What's the deal with these media (laughs) glorians? I mean, am I right? (laughs) Am I right? And he does it in front of like a brick background. (laughs) I am all the way here for it. Well, uh, listeners of the area grievances, this is our second episode. We want to thank you. Uh, our first episode did really, really well. We looked at the numbers and uh, chef's kiss. It was perfecto. We want to thank you for just listening to us, but this is where the real fun begins today. Uh, we're doing our very first movie review. All right. That is star Wars episode one, the phantom menace. Uh, we're going to go back to that, that time period. And we're also just coming off. This is perfectly timed. I know we're, we're recording this, uh, the morning of the last day of star Wars celebration, ton of news that broke about that, uh, from there, lots of new shows. I'm really liking the direction. We're going to converse about that. And then of course, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan dropped, uh, this past Friday, and uh, man, we are elated. We have nothing but good things to say about that. We're all good. We're going to cover all of that uh, on today's episode. And I have the two best guys with me to uh, to discuss all that with. Um, so let's hop into it. You guys follow any of the Star Wars celebration stuff at all? I know it's 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 like their uh, like their biggest Comic Con, which is like the coolest thing. My Twitter algorithm has adjusted, and uh, now I get inundated with Star Wars stuff. <laughs> so I was, I was good. Oh yeah, I wasn't looking for it the whole time. You know, I wasn't like keeping a, a search open for Star Wars news, but my, my Twitter feed kept popping up. Like, Here you go. Here's something new. Here you go. <laughs> so I have a a history with this thing, and that is, well, not really mine, but I have friends. Uh, because I don't know if anybody knows this, but you know, I do artwork. So I have a lot of other friends who are also artists that I've met through my years of doing it. And I'm pretty good friends with a couple of them. And, uh, some of them actually get to do like official, uh, art prints for this show every year. Oh, really? Uh, That's how I know it's coming out because my buddy, Joe Hogan, uh, uh, has a couple of, uh, prints that they're really awesome, of course, but. Um, so that's how I ever, even know it's ever coming. And um, uh, so I'm always looking forward to it. Uh, but yeah, I, I caught a few things for sure. Very uh, curious about a lot of it. Honestly, I like how they did it this year. It just uh, kept trickling, uh, like trickling out some really neat, interesting stuff. Uh, like Andor, for example, I, I know we're going to get to it later, but like, I wasn't expecting anything from that at all so right yeah i mean we can hop right into it because we're going to kind of go through the sequence of things that have been announced uh, and andor was the first major thing uh that was announced we got a trailer for it uh i believe was it thursday yeah i think so that yeah. feels right yeah. wednesday or thursday uh johnny you actually sent the links to it and i was like uh you know it, it's andor he wasn't really a major character i i you know he was a big character for rogue one i loved him but i feel like you know it was something that i could do without but there's intrigue here because uh, it, it dabbles a little bit into the to the politics side of, of Star Wars, which 
something that we all hate in the real world. But man, it is fascinating when it comes to um, the world of Star Wars. We get to see like a little glimpse that the trailer was was, was simplistic. They gave us an idea, but um, it was really cool. We got to see like the Imperial Senate, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, a little glimpse of it, Mon Mothma. We got an appearance by Mon Mothma, which was really neat. She's a classic character who um, she appeared in. I don't. I think she was deleted scenes for Episode Three. I don't know if she made the final cut, but uh, obviously a major character in the Rebellion in Episode Six. Showing showed some stuff in Episode Three. Uh, I don't know. I, I, this might be the original, the not the original actress, but the actress who played her in Episode Three. But she's going to be making an appearance. We're going. There's a lot going on here as far as Rebellion goes, and I. I, I, I'm I, I'm all for it. There's a lot of lore that comes with with that. Yeah, you know, same, yeah, no, same here. Ahead, yeah, say, yeah, same here. Um, uh, again, again, because I wasn't even expecting it to, to see anything uh, about this. Uh, it caught me off guard. And as I was watching this trailer, I was like, "This is interesting to me." Um, I kind of like the approach to this, where they're taking these. Uh, you know, Marvel did really good with this, where they would take these lesser characters and they would just be like, hey, you know what? There's some interesting stuff we can kind of mime, mine around this. And, you know, we got a whole Gar- Gardens of the Galaxy probably became one of my favorite Marvel things ever. Yeah. And um, those were very much B-level characters at some point. Uh, and they're kind of doing the same with Star Wars now. They're like, hey, we've got this whole universe we can play with. Let's start looking at these other characters and times in the Star Wars, you know, history, and let's see what uh, stories we can get out of that. So I'm all for it. It's it's great world building. Brian, your take on Andor? It, I mean, this is my this is my favorite part of Star Wars is the rebellion. So okay. I'm all I'm all hyped for hearing all the good things coming out about this era. There's so many things that are getting linked to it. We'll get into more as we talk about this, but Andor being the first, it, it's finishing off what I thought Rogue One brought, which is there, you know, Rogue One's supposed to be the spark that starts the rebellion. You know, that's one spark leads to more, to more explosions. And then, you know, the rebellion's full blast. Right. Uh, but there was more before that. There's always been these little pockets of resistance, my my one of my favorite you know star wars properties rebels that they were their own faction fighting on their own completely without any sort of real support from anyone it was just this ragtag team of people that just knew what was good and what was bad and they were doing what they could are so, you referring to uh saw guerrero's kind of group sure yeah okay well no well him he, he him as well but you know um uh canon jaris and you know his whole crew right 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 yeah you know so they've all been around um the one character that i saw i'm completely blanking on her name who is the commander of the first not, not the first order but during episodes you know seven eight and nine Oh, Laura Dern. You, you talking about Laura Dern's character? Yes. Oh, the Haldo, General Haldo. Yeah, we got we saw her in the trailer, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, she's we she's did? gonna be in this." Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh man, I must overlook that. She's got a busy, which is good. Which she's is got good. a busy time coming up, right? She's going from doing that to running from dinosaurs. Yeah, I may completely dinosaurs. confused on who it was, but I could have sworn that was her. I'm fine with that because. Honestly, this is where Star Wars is at at this point. It's creating depth to make movies look 
better um, at this point. We're obviously not getting any trilogies anytime soon. I believe that Kathleen Kennedy and company said that, okay, trilogies are kind of out the window. Now it's world building. Now it's character building. Now, now I think after this next wave of stuff that comes out, we can look at those movies and care about the characters more. I didn't care about General Haldo in the Haldo maneuver and Laura Dorn's character in episode eight because she was a non-factor. Nobody, you know, I never heard of her. And the way that she was portrayed in that movie, if this is the truth, if this is the case, um, I didn't I didn't care about her in episode eight. But now this gives some depths and layers to it. Okay, and maybe I can go watch episode eight and maybe appreciate it a little bit more. I'm just going through to make sure that I did see who. Okay. Them, so. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it wouldn't surprise, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, but, um, but yeah, this is really cool. It is a prequel. This is supposed to be the official birth of the rebellion. I know there was, um, it depends, it depends on how much you've been reading. I've read books, you know, we, Johnny and Brian, I'm sure you guys have played force unleashed where that was the start mm-hmm. of the rebellion and Mon Mothra was there, but apparently this is supposed to be the new cannons. Uh, official start of the rebellion that 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 comes from this, and Cass and Cassie and Andor is is a major part of it. Um, I don't know, so it's it's just a kind of a prequel to Rogue One, but I'm not exactly sure where it falls in the grand storyline Star Wars. Like how many years before um, A New Hope? Have you guys picked up any of that by chance? I have no idea about that. Okay, I don't know. I don't even know if they've said anything. I don't. I don't know if they have. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think as of have. right now. Um, so that's, that. is there anything else you guys wanted to comment on Andor? just looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it should be good. I, I do have a new interest in it. Uh, the next thing that got announced was, uh, we got a sequel to star Wars Jedi fallen order. It is going to be called Jedi survivor, which, uh, released a really cool trailer. I think we talked about it a little bit last week or not last week, Jesus last month. Um, you know, that we've played this game, right, Brian? You played it as well, I think yep. you said. Okay. Yep. So we're getting a sequel to it. Cal Kestis is returning, and uh, it's going to be coming out in 2023. And we got a glimpse of the Grand Inquisitor, um, which uh, when we talk to Obi-Wan, it's going to muddle some things possibly, but we'll <laughs> we'll get to that point. Uh, well, actually, no, <laughs> technically it doesn't, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, hopefully you've you've watched Obi-Wan before. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't, why are you listening to this podcast? I don't know. Um, but uh, what do you guys think of the first look? Uh, Brian, we'll start off with you. I, I mean, it looks fantastic. It looks like a movie. These these PS5 and what's the Xbox equivalent? Xbox, Xbox One, whatever. something. <laughs> Xbox Series X or something yeah. like yep, that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm thinking that the people that own those systems will get something close to what we saw in the trailers, you know, um, but those are always computer generated. Like they're not, that's not actual game footage. That's, you know, other stuff they did with their computers. Correct. Yep. But it's, it's by far my, one of my favorite Jedis. <laughs> I mean, this dude, you know, running literally basically on his own, you know, encountering Inquisitors all over the place. Super fun game to play. I beat it in three days, which I thought was impressive, but I guess it's kind of a short game, so now it doesn't feel as <laughs> impressive. Right. But uh, it was super fun. I look forward to getting this as long as it's out on PS4 because I'm not I spending... Yeah, I think what I read was they're only doing next gen. Which All right, fine. Then you you get it and put it on the switch, and then 
Switch is not next gen. I hate to tell you. Brian, you want to go? You want to go have these on it, and we can play it at the studio. We can meet uh, for Mondays. We can play that for record two point. We'll go have these on a PS five. If just people sign in and sign out to play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm hiking up dues for the month. There Everybody, we go. Every thirty dollars a month to record at the studio, so we can record <laughs> a, a studio PS five. Uh, <laughs> Brian, yeah, what about I'm... you, bud? Uh, you just asked me. Oh, Johnny. Jazz, sorry, Johnny. I mean, no. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna let Brian talk again. Uh, yeah. On I... second thought, I actually am not that excited. Uh, I'm glad you asked me. I had a, a moment to think there, and I said, no, I'm not that excited. We got a new show where Brian debates himself. <laughs> Han um, shot first. No, he did it. <laughs> uh, obviously. You know, I, I love video games. I love Star Wars video games for the most part. Some of them have not been good, but some of them have been very awesome, including uh, the last one, uh, the, the prequel to this one. So I'm excited to bring that character back. Uh, you know, it just adds more to the lore of Star Wars, and I'm all for that. And it's interactive. That's why video games are awesome. So yeah. uh, any, uh, you know, we're they're announced, they announced, and I'm sure we'll get to some more uh, bukus of Star Wars games in development. So. Uh, we're about to have a lot of fun. I still play my Lego Star Wars. Uh, I'm still playing it every once in a while. I so, just popped in yesterday. Um, yeah, they just had an update, and they actually uh, gave you a little bit more stuff. So uh, that was free. So I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah, which is really, um, really nice. As for this game, uh, like y'all said, it looked the trailer at first I was like, oh, this is a movie. <laughs> That's how good graphics have gotten. I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> I want to Cal Kestis live action so bad. I do too. I do too. But uh, yeah. So, uh, but I do think. The one thing, though, and I know we'll get into it more later, is this whole, uh, you know, they want to do world building, but world building can be very difficult when you have all these different creative people involved. Yeah. And uh, you're trying to keep all your stories straight. Marvel does a pretty good job, uh, but I know it's not easy. Uh, you know, it's probably a real headache sometimes if somebody has set up something and then you got to remember that when you're wanting to tell your own story. And that can kind of go against it. Uh, you know, we'll talk Obi-Wan here soon. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, um, but that, that's one thing I'm very curious about. Like, uh, you know, uh, uh, that's, uh, you know, what's going to continue to be canon and what they might kind of retcon. Who knows? But uh, very much looking forward to this game because I really did enjoy that first one. Despite the fact that I did get stuck um, on that um, one island pretty early in. Uh, I can't remember the name of the planet now. I'm blanking on it, but it was a lot of platforming jumping. And um, I was like, man, and Isn't I that very green planet. Uh, yes. The first one. Yes. Yep. Yeah. You fight yep. those giant like lizard monster yep. things. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was fun. And then I got lost. <laughs> so, but, uh, but I did really enjoy that game a lot. Yeah. Uh, it was right up there with um, this Force Unleashed games, which I really enjoyed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was mentioning last week that, that it was probably my favorite non-movie property um, that, you know, that forced uh, excuse me, Jedi Fallen Order. But uh, I, I'm really curious. I want to know who that character was in the back to tank at the towards the end of it. They had him breathing. He had like long silverish white hair. Yeah. 
And uh, I really, I, I'm very curious to see who that is. I don't know. You know, there's all sorts of theories. It looked like, I don't know if you guys ever played Final Fantasy seven, but it looked like Sephiroth from the, I know that's not a, that's not a thing, but he has like this long silvery hair. It's the, it's the real multiverse. <laughs> well, they've been borrowing a lot from, I just seen that uh blitz ball from Final Fantasy 10 is actually a official uh, Star Wars sport. Now it's as what it's an actual sport. They, they've wow. it has a lot of crossover, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, this this game looks amazing. I am saying it's going to be next gen only. I feel like I just got a PS4 and I just can't afford their, the, the, the amount of uh, these consoles are just getting way too expensive. And yeah, it, but I will admit that for next gen, this is probably the first game that I, I would buy a console, a newer console for. This is probably right. the only one up until this point. I've never really I haven't really seen anything that is like, oh, man, I have to get a PS5. Or <clears> I have to get an Xbox Series X. This is the first game where I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah I definitely like, I, I I would definitely consider getting one a, a console for this. But it also tells me too that future Star Wars games are also going to be for the uh, those uh, generation of systems too. Yeah, so. that's yeah, they're starting to move away from the PS4, which is uh, yeah. which is unfortunate. But um, that is uh, that's kind of how it works. But uh, yeah, it looks uh, it looks fun. Um, they showed the abandoned the, the 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 ship that they were flying on. And the first game looked destroyed, abandoned, beat up. Um, and I'm just looking forward to a continuation of that story because it was fun. Uh, I didn't like the only thing I didn't like about that game was the uh, the replay mode. It was the new story plus or whatever, but they didn't get you still had to relearn all your abilities, which I did not care for. It was kind yeah, of yeah. The fun. fun would be the fun would be being able to go back through it, but to have all your have your have your character completely built up, right? I, I, I get it was part kind of part of the story, but there's ways you could do it. But that yeah. was that was done it. And it just would have been like a little fun thing, like a little fun. Yeah. Uh, Mini uh, game you know. or something just to continue yeah. the story. But uh, yeah, well, that's kind of how EA works. They finally give you a great Star Wars game and uh, they find a way to screw it up. somehow, <laughs> or they screw it up at first and it gets good like years later when nobody's playing it. Oh, battle cough, cough, battlefront. Cough. <laughs> yeah, you ain't kidding. Um <laughs> All right, so they, yeah, so they dropped that trailer. That's all over the internet. Looks great. Uh, the next thing that got announced, we got a Jude Law Star Wars show called uh, Skeleton Crew, which comes out for 2023, and um, and it's supposed to follow a group of ten-year-old kids from a small planet who get lost in the galaxy far, far away and must find their way home. The story takes place after Return of the Jedi and will fit within the timeline of the Mandalorian. And Ahsoka. I haven't seen any trailers. I think it was just an announcement at this point. Right. But um, kind of interesting. Uh, just a bunch of kids. I don't know if they're force sensitive kids, which I, I would be kind of intrigued, you know, intrigued by. Obviously, we're going to get more details later on, but um, there hasn't really been a whole lot revealed. But it is going to be a Disney Plus original series. And yeah, Jude Law is going to be the main star of it. And it's created by Spider Man, No Way Homes, John Watts, and Christopher Ford. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has potential. A lot of good names involved, and Jude Law is a really good actor. So yes, I I, I find Jude Law, you know, he's really really good. He is. He is solid. Which is yeah. why I would never have pegged him to be in Star Wars because they normally <laughs> no, like they just normally grab random people right that we've never heard of right. and turn them I into think, stars. See, they're actually going the Marvel route now, which I kind of don't hate. Where not like bill burr getting to be a part of the mandalorian they're getting like big name actors oh he's more of a comedian on the comedian side of things but they're getting big name people who want to be a part of it 
and they're using it to do world building. And I think it's the greatest thing. Well, Bill Burr's story is really, really funny because uh, he legit just couldn't like he obviously knows the Star Wars, but he wouldn't even call himself a fan. Uh, but uh, that just like and he was all his Star Wars friends. He's like, hey, I'm going to be on this show and they don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> so, like how cool is that I, yeah. it's the coolest and his character story. ended up being really awesome in the awesome. last season yeah, yeah. His, so. his his story is is a, a fantastic one to, and yeah. i'm glad it was one that they decided needed to be told you know what i mean they that don't tell that, that perspective very often of the, that, yeah. the dark side <laughs> guy that you know turns good kind of in a way and that one scene where he walks into that you know uh the area with all the mother uh people and sits down at that table uh that whole scene is is um, mwah, 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 multiple chef kisses that thing was incredible yeah yes it was yes it was yeah it was they did so good and that's perfect because it, it's it's a nice segue into our next little bit mando season three has gotten its release date finally well at least release month at least well, for the time being february of 2023 which i'm i'm cool with I, i'm yeah. cool with we've got a lot this year we've been very very spoiled um i'm cool with mando and i'm waiting until february to release mando season three and we've um, technically already had season three. It was, you know, Mendo, and it was <laughs> it was called the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so, but I'm <laughs> definitely looking forward to this. I really love uh, Mandalorian. It actually, it's a show that's so good that it's brought in some of my friends who aren't strictly big Star Wars fans because uh, they've loved it so much. Uh, you know, my buddy Trevor, who is my best friend since childhood, uh, he obviously knows Star Wars. He likes Star Wars, but I wouldn't dare say he's like a a nerd for it or anything like i am and uh but man he fell for mandalorian like he adores it uh he gets all kinds of stuff from it like he's kind of addicted to it so uh and then that brought him into star wars even more yeah that's it, how good mandalorian it was is. rogue one like where you didn't need to know the story of the jedi right. or the sith to to follow along and appreciate it yeah and that, that's why it's 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 been so successful so far so um there was some footage. They did release some footage. A lot of this stuff has been uh, leaked online. Like there's one I'm really excited to talk about, but uh, there was, I didn't get to see this part, but they did a little sizzle reel uh, for it. And uh, of course, Carl Weathers is back. You got a lot of, um, um, you know, a lot of, they said the full cast is supposed to return for it, but um, Mando and Grogu are on a collision course with Bo-Katan over the dark saber so that she might be the big bad for this one. Maybe not big bad, but major conflict uh, for this one, which is fine. Let's get it away from the Jedi and, and Luke Skywalker. I'm fine. I love the, the, the cameo, but let's get back into a little bit more Mando uh, and Mandalorian slash bounty hunter slash whatever the heck they are centric storyline and get away from the Jedi and, and all the other mainstream characters. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the Mandalorian culture, so I'm down for whatever more they are able to bring in. You know, I didn't know what they'd be able to do after that. Like, I like after episode or the the season two, when Luke took him, I'm like, oh, where are they gonna go with this? Is it done? Is this it for the storyline? Like, it kind of makes sense. It'd be cool for Grogu to be one of the first Jedi uh, apprentices, you know, Jedi learners in in Luke's new st- uh, Jedi temple, but. Um, you know, the Mando thing was, it was a cool, it, it led to a cool met cameo in, in, uh, in Boba Fett, in Boba Fett. It's and, more than a cameo. <laughs> uh, it's a lie. It's quite a bit. He did play yeah. a big part in it. Uh, it definitely opened things up, but I, as far as direction goes, I, I don't, I really don't know what they're, what, what, where they're going to go. I mean, you literally have to watch Boba Fett to know, uh, where, uh, the new season, whenever it happens, like what, like how they got there. 
right? Because season two left on such a cliffhanger. And they kind of answered some of those cliffhangers in Boba Fett. So you have to watch that to know where this new season is even going to go, which is very interesting uh, a way to do that. You know, it's, it's like, uh, hey, I don't care to watch Boba Fett. But you're like, hey, uh, there's some answers to Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Oh, well, I guess I got to watch it now. <laughs> Literally, yeah, you, you have to. They, they, listen, I know they're Disney affiliated, but DC has been trying so hard to copy the Marvel formula for superhero films and, and continuity and, and having a, a connected universe. Yeah. But Star Wars is like they're they picked it up like that. They've done such well a in, in DC's <laughs> in DC's defense. They do seem to hire actors who uh, keep on getting fights at bars. So <laughs> and getting arrested. So I'm you know. singing that song. <laughs> I don't like you singing karaoke to that song. I I, just, I I know it's not Star Wars, but I heard they just threw a bunch of money at Ben Affleck to come back and play, like do a certain movie. It's through like a like a thirty million dollar contract or something to just for Ben. Affleck. They're so desperate. Yeah, um, got to do something, man. <laughs> is there anything you guys want to add to Mando? No, we're good. Okay. Next up, fun little kid. I, I love the little Lego short movies. They're so much fun. Yeah. Um, Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation has been uh, is going to be released on August 5th of this year. All right. So cool little one. They're going to. Oh, God. Rose Tico's in it. Never mind. We're not going to talk about it. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, they're going sequel trilogy. And they're going to do a uh, it's going to be a, a story. Apparently the story behind it is Rose, Ray, Finn, Poe and Chewbacca are taking a vacation after uh, defeating Emperor Palpatine that last time. They will quickly learn that other Star Wars, this is from IGN.com, they quickly learn that other Star Wars characters who have attempted to take a peaceful vacation have not had much luck. Alongside the return of many classic characters, Weird Al Yankovic will also make an appearance as a well, character. Now I have to watch Vic it. <laughs> Vanko. Vic Vanko is going to be played by Weird Al Yankovic. How cool is that? I am I have to watch it. I'm a Weird Al nerd as well. So <laughs> We did a whole episode on him. Yeah. Oh, retro pop yeah <laughs> so i gotta watch that uh yeah these little lego movies are honestly very entertaining uh the, the last christmas special they did was was pretty great i actually yeah. laughed out loud a couple of times at it so uh yeah i'll give this a chance brian you begin you've been uh, educating the girls with some lego star wars are they are they really hit that star wars interest yet no 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 it may never happen really I'm, I, it may not they, i mean they're half my wife so <laughs> she don't, yeah, she, Chrissy doesn't really like Star Wars, does she? No. My way. <laughs> Laura's shown some interest. Uh, she was peeking in on Obi Wan as I was watching it yesterday. Oh, okay. So that's all it takes. Or the other day. That's all it takes. <laughs> I watched it. I watched both episodes twice this weekend. So, um, yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. Um, Here's another kid's show. Come on, Young Jedi Adventures, which is pretty neat. Um, this is aimed at pre-K children, so it's a good way to get little Annie, um, little Annie invested in it. Um, yeah, Star Wars Young Adventures is a new show headed to Disney Plus and Disney Junior that's aimed at pre-K children and it is set during the High Republic era. So this is going to be before Phantom Menace. Um, I don't know where this is going to fit in the continuity sake. I don't know if it, you know, it's obviously not aimed for us, but I, I yeah. hope that I hope that this show that they put so much uh, stuff in it that you have to watch it to be able to follow the rest of Star Wars <laughs> that comes after it. Well, they are coming out with another show that's around that time period. So maybe like, I'm, I'm watching it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm watching it. 
Like I want them to like the further storylines of of Mandalorian and, and Boba Fett and Obi Wan. <laughs> I want them all to be <laughs> be in here, and you got to watch that to continue watching those other shows. <laughs> and then I hope the last episode is Order sixty six yes. for the recap. <laughs> <laughs> Or it's just the Anakin coming in on the young ones <laughs> in that one scene. <laughs> That's how it is. With, with, with like squeaky toy noises instead of like <laughs> screams. Yeah. Like, and the screen goes black. <laughs> That's how it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Some non-Star Wars stuff. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but uh, I did get announced at Star Wars Celebration. Indiana Jones 5, their first image got revealed. Um, Harrison 4 came by and, and chatted about it. There's no trailer or any other details, but Indiana Jones 5 first, it's a pretty cool looking image. It's a silhouette of Indiana on a bridge with a yellow like sunlight yeah. background in a cave. Uh, and then Willow. Willow. Everybody's yes. favorite childhood uh, movie, Willow. Getting a sequel all yes. these years later. I got extremely excited about that. Uh, I don't know why I would... <laughs> like I like the original one. But it wasn't like I, you know, watched a bunch. I just seen it a few times, but I don't know what it is. I think just the nostalgia came rushing back to me. I was watching this in uh, uh, this one. I was like, you know what? This this could be pretty cool. I hope it's as cool as it looks. Yeah. 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 I like Willow enough that I'm, I'll probably show my kid this. Yeah. I, uh, I remember, I'll never forget. My dad was super proud. Like the first day we, he rented it from Blockbuster and showed it. Like it was like a, it was like a coming of age like thing. For it, yeah. just just all right. You got to watch Willow, son and daughter. You have to watch it. You just have to do it. So, um, Willow, so- Willow, <laughs> Willow. Oh, so <laughs> that never-ending story, which the theme song has been stuck in my head all weekend. For nice. I can never, I'll never forgive never-ending story because the name is such a lie. <laughs> and it has a sequel and everything. <laughs> Uh, the last thing that didn't get, uh, there was some Ahsoka stuff, some previews, uh, little details about that. But the last thing we didn't get to talk about. Well, Ahsoka's uh, in post-production, right? I believe so. It's about yeah. ready yeah. to come out. I think it's supposed to be out by the end of this year. Um, yeah, fall of 2022, I thought. So, which is, I mean, great. We're all pumped for Ahsoka. We all know that Hayden Christensen is supposed to be in there. And there's supposed to be other bunch of other ties. But the last thing we didn't get to talk about is Star Wars Acolyte. Uh Oh, wait, no, there's two more things. I'm sorry. Star Wars Acolyte, which is really, really cool. This is the, the poster I showed you where you marked out, Brian, for uh, yeah. for Darth Reaven. Right. Um, I don't know if Reaven's going to be an official character, in, but it's supposed to take place 100 years before the Phantom Menace. And the storyline is allegedly supposed to be of um, of the Sith plant. Oh, man. Read this book. Johnny, have you have you ever read this book? I'm holding up no, the Revan book. I have not. I can see it. Read, read it before. Uh, they get this. I mean, you got time, <laughs> uh, but it's supposed to show how it's supposed to be a, a, st- a story about um, how these, you know, how the Sith are going to try and enter uh, into get invested, uh, infiltrate the, the Galactic Republic politically, um, which is pretty neat. So there's room for Darth Plagueis, maybe Reven uh, or Revan. However, it's I think it's Revan. It's pronounced. Yeah, it's probably Revan. I've never heard anyone say it out loud. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, what do you guys think of that 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 concept going pre prequel? Everybody loves the Raven. You know. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm down. I I know I know these characters. They're they're super dark. They're s- super fun. Yeah. Like they're they're like obviously I think Sidious. If you were to rank all these ones, Sidious is probably up there with being just 
the the hot embodiment of everything evil in Star Wars. Right. But but it's really Revan's really a story of of the idea of a a ruling empire first. Like that's the like you, you get in the whole history of 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 the the Sith, and it wasn't always about ruling as like a government, like it ends up being. But Revan, that was his idea, and the rule of two. Oh, all these things. Go that route, then, dude, that all of these. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to pull a lot of the legend stuff out and yeah. make it canon. I think that's the big Please. thing, and that would be a fantastic storyline to set up Phantom Menace and probably give some depth to that those movies as well. Um, Johnny, yeah, what give, about oh, well, sorry. Sidious? The city just Sidious's talk, you know, with Anakin in Episode Three. You know what I mean when they're. Before the battle, before you know the 180, <laughs> the 1080 spin in the air, uh, <laughs> that it gives substance to all that. Right, Johnny. What do you think about uh, acolyte? Uh, I'm excited for it because this is probably an area that I've I have least knowledge in, and I would love to learn more about it. Uh, you know, I, I've heard of these characters, but I like I've never read that book or anything like that. So uh, bring it on, man! I love. I love finding new characters that I love. <laughs> so, same. So uh, bring it on. Uh, and the last thing I actually did get to watch the trailer of this. Uh, it's a new animated show. It's a mini series. Uh, Jedi stories. I don't know if you guys seen this. Oh man. Young count Dooku and Qui-Gon. Um, <laughs> they're doing specific episodes per, I think pairing, but I see like a Yaddle. I seen Yoda. Uh, yeah. Young count Dooku or with, with Mace Windu and he's showing parts of the dark side. I, there was a scene where he force pushed Qui-Gon. Uh, there was an Ahsoka, like Ahsoka being found kind of thing. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a lot of, uh, I mean, this is all going to be pre-prequel stuff as well. Some of it is pre-prequel stuff as well. Man, how cool is the idea that I've always wanted to see a young Count Dooku and Qui-Gon show. What kind of uh, animation is it? It's going to be like Rebels and, uh, oh, okay. and, and yeah. Clone Wars. It's not going to be like cartoon cartoon, but the three-dimensional cartoon very stylized you could definitely tell yeah. the stylizations there from the from rebels yeah. and, and such did you guys watch the anime star wars stuff that they released last year no i meant to yeah. i kept yeah. i forgot about it well they honest. they did not i didn't mention it so far this weekend you know in the celebration but i do know they're doing that a part two to that where they're doing another run of oh, anime star wars. so if anyone likes it. that i don't really care for anime i tried watching it i just i don't know it doesn't grab me yeah i'm lame no, I, I'm the same way. I like I like my story kind of set and straight. Where these are just offshoot stories. Where they're they're it's it's almost like a multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, with an well, anime with a fun anime style. So it depends on the anime. I do like Naruto. I'm a big fan of, but some of it I also can't get into. Most of it I honestly can't get into. Uh, but uh, the greatest thing about anime is they'll literally name an episode the final battle, and then there's like 30 episodes after that that are also of battles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the same character. The final, so. final, 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 yeah. final battle. Um, so, so yeah. So there's that. Is there anything you guys want to add to the news? I think that's been the biggest stuff. I think we're good. I'm good. I'm just excited for Star Wars. Uh, yeah. I love that they're keep it coming. Yeah, keep it coming. Uh, especially uh, bring on more of these characters that I know even less about. Uh, you know, because that's how you uh, discover new favorites. So bring them on. Yeah. I certainly has expanded expanded my love for for the franchise, uh, no doubt about it. But all right, next up, Obi Wan, parts one and two dropped this Friday. Uh, 
mostly positive reviews. I think uh, a lot of positive reviews. I've very, seen very few negative reactions to this, which, dude, you're lame. You're lame. Yeah. If you, did, if you yeah. didn't like these first two episodes, it was a perfect setup for what the yeah. remainder of the show is going Obviously, to be. Obviously, spoilers. We're going to do some spoilers here. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I told... <laughs> I told you guys, it's like I watched the I watched the first two episodes and I was like, man, I really, really like this. You know, Obi-Wan's one of my favorite characters anyway. So I was already looking forward to this. So I was super hyped. Uh, and usually when you're super hyped, you get let down. And I did not feel let down after watching these two. And then I made the mistake. How could I possibly think this was a good idea of getting on Twitter and just looking up Obi-Wan uh, and just seeing all these? The worst thing about Star Wars is Star Wars fans for the most part because <laughs> good lord we don't enjoy anything unless it's Empire right unless it's the that's the only thing we're allowed to enjoy it's what we it can, feels like yeah I mean god you can again you should be able to criticize stuff uh there's some things in these two episodes I'm like I could have done without or whatever but overall I really like them I'm not saying that this is like the most perfect thing ever uh and you're allowed to criticize stuff but also you're allowed to like stuff guys you know come on <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad yeah. i don't know i don't know what it is i mean i'm sure it's every fan base but star wars fan base is like stop searching for something to criticize you don't sound smart you don't sound like you look deeper or care more about the properties no that's true it's, yeah. it's all you're doing is just being attention hog looking for people to go and look at your hot takes screw yeah. your hot takes here's my hot take that was worth the wait that was awesome Everything about it was awesome. It tied in so much. There's some nostalgia things in there that aren't hokey, you know what I mean? But they felt right. It, it all it was it was well balanced. Yeah, and they planted some seeds of stuff. I hope they come back to like the whole interaction and um with Obi Wan and Owen, right? I give me more of that. Like I love that. Like it's obvious that Owen's like stay away uh, from my nephew because I know what you did to his father. You know, so obviously, I mean, that's his family. That's Owen's family. Yeah. Uh, so he has a right to be angry, but yet still at the same time, he he saved Obi-Wan in, this, uh, in these episodes, you know? Uh, so it's just incredible. I, uh, I came away really liking that actor, too, in this. I thought he was really good. I want more uh, from this Owen guy and his interactions with, um, you know, Obi-Wan because uh, it's a very, obviously, very complicated relationship there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. They, 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 there's an agreement in place about, you know, Obi-Wan, you know, getting to train him and whatever. But the more time, you know, the more, I mean, Owen, obviously, Owen and Beru, I uh, can't forget about Brute, you know, became obviously attached to Luke, raising him, and they wanted to lead the simple life. And they see what it's like. I mean, mo you know, moments after Owen is like, just stay away from him. Um, you know, throwing that. Uh, also, how cool was that? That Obi Wan gave him the the the, the Skyhopper toy. Yeah. Like, oh, it was so sweet. But um, obviously, he's going to get that back. But um, you know, he sees how evil it's like. Why do I want Luke to be a part of this? Like, why do I? Why would I want Luke um, to even come close to this? Uh, which f fair? I mean, I think that's an honest, you know, reaction. And and you know it. Yeah, they, they did. So there were so many just cool nods uh, to, to everything. They tied a lot of neat stuff together. I liked the, uh, you know, the how the Inquisitors kind of operate. I'm trying to split the Remember the, the, the split up between the two episodes. I'm, I'm just everything's kind of blending in a little bit. But uh, yeah. well, I think it's fine because I, I mean, they 
they it, purposely released the these two together. Yeah. So, right. uh, yeah, I really, the thing that I really, really enjoyed about uh, these two episodes is that, and I hope they continue this, is it's really focusing on how all this stuff that's happened is affecting Obi-Wan, right? I, I felt this was way more of a, an emotional couple of episodes than I was expecting for some Star Wars, uh, you know, because you're kind of getting into uh, his mindset, you know, where he's at. He's kind of, you know, he feels like he's failed. And uh, this is coming from, like, one of the top Jedi Knights, right? Uh, and, and he feels like a giant failure, and he just wants to bury his lightsabers in the sand, and uh you know and just watch over luke and that's and just work a dead-end job and all this kind of stuff uh, cutting cutting meat out of a dune sea monster yeah you know <laughs> so i i just love that they're kind of focusing on uh the more emotional parts of obi-wan and of course you know you got an amazing actor there so i've man god he's so good right i think the tone's my favorite thing they've hit it yeah right where, yeah. you know, episodes one, two and three for the first part were very, ha- you know, a beat, happy, jokey. That's what Obi-Wan's always been. And even in episode four, which, you know, the stylization is a lot different because of uh, just how films were made back then. Uh, you know, it was still a little upbeat. Obi-Wan came off a little, you know, positive and you know, he still had his he still had his demons, of course, but kind of quippy at times. Yeah. yeah. But Obi-Wan, the tone of the show has been so like just dark and just hopeless. And they've hit the nail on the head. I think that's what one of the good things that Kathleen Kennedy has done. And she addressed it, that she wanted the tone to be dark and depressing. And I mean, it starts off instantaneously with the Inquisitors, you know, showing up and uh, stopping that other that the, the one jet, that, you know, essentially hanging that other Jedi um, that, that that they ratted out. And um uh, it, it was just uh, it, the tone was just dark and it was, it was kind of it, like it's still hard for me to. But it's, you know, to see Obi-Wan just just completely different. Yeah. A shell he's broken. Himself, broken. And one thing I like that they addressed in the second episode, you know, I'm even jumping ahead just a hair, but they actually show us when he finds out that Darth Vader is that Anakin is still alive. Yeah. Uh, in the original books and legends uh, in several comic books. He found out at a tavern or a cantina at, in, in Mos Eisley. He was watching a news report and uh, on TV and uh, Vader and, and the Empire destroyed, uh, killed a bunch of Wookiees on Kashyyyk. It was a news report that came through and Obi-Wan ends up fainting because he didn't realize at the time. And that's a lot shorter in the it's a lot smaller timetable. So I think the difference between Revenge of the Sith and that book happening, I believe it's dark. The book is Dark Lord. Um, it's called uh, it's maybe a one to two year gap tops. This is 10 years after he thinks Anakin's dead. So he's, yeah. he's not at peace, but he kind of is. And the fact that knowing that Anakin's dead and this just rattles him. This well, he thought it was the, he thought it thought at the very, even though he had failed, he ended it too. Right. That's kind of how he felt about yeah. it is that he, at least, you know, even though he had let Anakin down, um, he had ended it and kind of, uh, in his mind, probably s- stopped what could have been worse. And little does he know. <laughs> oh, he made <laughs> until it, now. Yeah, yeah. He probably uh, made it a lot worse. Honestly. Oh, he most certainly did. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, what else? I mean, the, the Leia stuff was great. The Leia I, stuff. Was be- great. Best character so far. Besides, I, so I mean, Obi Wan. I mean, McGregor's performance once again fantastic as Obi Wan. 
I, I love his cadence. It's it's so I don't even know how to describe it. It's it brings out an emotion in me that I don't get out of a lot of other actors. It's probably the character and the the subject matter more than anything. But he's fantastic. But yeah, what a perfect cast. This little girl. I, I can't wait for my girls if they finally do catch up and get into Star Wars. They're gonna love her. Yeah, they're gonna love her. She's exactly the kind of spunk and attitude and. You know, the, she, this little girl gets it. She, I don't know if she is a diehard herself in Star Wars, but man, is she a little Leia? It's awesome. Yeah, you can definitely tell that uh, that's Leia, right? As a kid, a hundred percent. I had no doubts about that. Just how headstrong she is, and that and uh, sass. Oh, then the sass. sass. Yeah, so uh, much sass. Yeah, and I loved her. Uh, you know, bringing Jimmy Smith back, and and uh, you know the so the. Yeah, so good, man. Uh, I was that was a part of the story I wasn't expecting that I was, I was glad we had. But you have to have an excuse to get <laughs> to get Obi Wan off of a sand planet for the whole thing. So I'm all for it, you know. Yeah. And of course, let's bring in the basis for the Red Hot Chili Peppers and him kidnap Princess Leia. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wait, well, that was really him. Yeah, that was Flea. Flea. Yeah, yeah. Flea. No kidding, yeah. Flea. Okay. Flea's also in, uh, he's, I know of at least one other movie he's been in. He was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, a uh, very small role uh, with Johnny Depp. So little stuff. Okay. That's pretty yeah. cool. He does. He does act. He is. I, I mean, I'm sure there's been other things too. I just, we just. Hey, hey, now he's forever connected with Star Wars. That's a pretty yeah. cool thing. Um, yeah. the, the, the final thing I want to make, see on, on Leia that I want to get out. The best quote out of the whole series so far to me was when he says you remind me of someone oh yes and yeah. she and she asked she asked was was she a jedi and he goes no she was better than that yeah. she was a leader and i was like oh my god that's so qui-gon that's so you know what i mean that's that's so anti jedi speak jedi jedi were the all knowing the all you know everything they touch it's and we're good and we bring positivity he's like no man normal humans are important too <laughs> like she was she was like very important to everything good that came out of the re, the you know the resurgence of yeah. i love that he was like yeah she was and she was stubborn she's like i'm not stubborn he goes yes you are he goes no i'm not <laughs> i was like oh my god but yeah, putting some respect cool on padme's name yeah you have to padme padme is so important look she's so important but she's so like underappreciated yeah she's as action savvy as leia was in the, in the sequel in the original trilogy and it storms and takes her own castle back right yeah you know, storms <laughs> takes her own castle back she's fighting in the in, in at geonosis she's, she's off involved. the she's off that planet right i mean we're gonna get into our review of the movie right after this but yeah i mean she goes back to that planet knowing that it's a death sentence and she goes back anyway because it's her people right yeah. the bravery and the boldness in that and the other thing i want to bring out too about these two episodes that i really like is that it's been 10 years since obi-wan has really even used the force and he's very rusty at it and i like that i like the fact that they're really showing that he, he hasn't really used this stuff in 10 years so he's not just going to be able to like you know fully you know blow and use force push and all this stuff right away uh you know like he really had to work to save leia when she was falling uh you know so uh i really really enjoyed that i can't wait till he finally uses his lightsaber oh <laughs> uh, they teased it and i'm honestly for storytelling sake i'm glad that they did it they showed Same. it 
they showed it. I like the unboxing of them in the middle of the desert, which man, great guess. I would have never remembered where I left those things. But also <laughs> yeah. him getting ready oh. to f- fight Riva. Um, the, the, the fifth, was it third sister? Fifth third, sister? Right? Yeah. Third, fifth, uh, whatever. A third or She's fifth? the lowest of them. That's all She's I know. The lowest. You are a rat. And, <laughs> uh, you know, get right, so ready to do it. Tease it. Yeah. Uh, should we just get into that big thing at the end of that one? Then let's, let's talk about let's it. Cause, it. uh, that's the thing that, uh, if, cause I have my theory. I don't think he's dead. No, I don't think so either. Uh, there's no way, right? If they're considering the other stuff canon, he can't yeah. be dead. No, he can't. Yeah. Fil- I mean, Filoni wrote both these things, so there's yeah. no way he's going to contradict himself. Yeah. So there's Unless no way he, he's dead. No. He's probably really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was surprised, but I think you need it, it to happen to establish Reva as the top villain character in this show. You had to have her kind of betray the Grand Inquisitor in that fashion, but there's no way. Um, that he's just dead like that, yeah. and yeah. she—that that was her in the in the beginning, right? When they, you, I remember you said you said confirmed, but I think so. I think we we're supposed to. I thought we were supposed. To, at least they were trying to get us to think that that's her. Which it, I mean, why would you tease it and not it be real? But yeah, I think her storyline is going to be kind of interesting to watch because, like, the Grand Inquisitor's journey to becoming the Inquisitor stems from. Uh, Obi. Um, I'm sorry, Anakin, and uh, in the trial of Ahsoka and seeing how everything is treated. That's how his journey. Yeah. Now we get to see hers, which you know I don't know anything about. No, yeah. she's a brand new character, and uh, you know, yeah. it was, it, I, I think we're gonna get a new edge out of the Grand Inquisitor out of all this too. That really sets him up for Rebels, uh, because he seemed very docile. Um, well, he killed Flea true <laughs> true and that's an uh, awful way to go <laughs> it is true but even before that i mean reba was really grinding his gears but yeah. um but <laughs> she was really getting on his nerves but yeah even like they wanted to be portrayed in a certain like they knew that what they had to do they had to be you know convince the public essentially that the jedi were still evil but he was also still diplomatic about it where reba was just like just kill everything you know yeah. Um, she's very, yeah, she's very uh, actions heavy, uh, but they really did. I thought they did a good job of really setting her up to be really unstable. Like uh, you think she's uh, there's a chance that she could just murder somebody right yeah. off the bat. Like when I knew she wasn't going to kill Owen because he stays around. Like, if you know Star Wars, you know, he's not going to die. But there was a second there. I was like, are they going to, you know, something, it, right? Yeah, something's going to happen here because she's so off the hinges and so obsessed with catching Obi-Wan. Uh, so I like that they set that aspect of it up, but just like you guys are saying, I, there's no way that that other character is dead because he's just so important to the Star Wars line and, and canon, honestly. Uh, and I hope he comes back in this series just because they got a lot of flack for how he looks. First of all, the, the Star Wars animated stuff is stylized. Yeah. Right. So get off of that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Nobody actually looks like that. <laughs> Uh, even the characters that are already established that they made those versions of don't look exactly like those versions of them because they're right. stylized. You just know who they are. Uh, but uh, so that's always funny to me with it to do that. But I thought the actor was really good. Yep. And um, very eloquent. His, very yeah, eloquent. His delivery was fantastic. Uh, so I want more from him. Like brings me more of him. I want to see why he got because uh, you're right. He was very kind of docile in this and trying to keep uh, her in check. Uh, I want to see how he got that position because he obviously had to be 
uh, some sort of badass to get that right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they, they, there's a whole chain of command. It's almost like Sith like where if one dies, another one just kind of takes over that position. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah, there's 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 definitely a lot more to this. No. I wouldn't be surprised. He's He's got to come back in this series. If they leave that cliffhanger and don't tell us, we're going to be like, what the heck? So we're apparently right now we're not getting a season two of this. So uh, we got to figure out. And yeah, Floney wouldn't like Brian said, Floney wouldn't retcon himself. No. And just destroy rebels. It's 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 way too important. Yeah, and uh, rebels is beloved. So uh, there's yeah. no way you should do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, is there any other thing before we guys we move on to uh, the main subject of the show? Is there anything else you guys want to bring up from Obi Wan? Some stuff that you like? I, I yeah, I did appreciate the little clone trooper nod. Yes, um, thank you for bringing yes. that up. Yep. that was uh, yes, that was cool. That was really neat. Begging for change. Uh, it it essentially followed what Bad Batch set up. But the Empire just said screw the clones after yep. after that no nope. just throws them away yep yeah i thought uh overall the the set and the overall look of dayu is that the, that's the planet uh, yes yes yep. that was impressive for a tv show in my opinion there like mandalorian has had some sets around like it's obviously a set but you know whatever i'm watching a tv show i'm not going to be that mad about it uh it, it, I felt they did a really good job of world building on that one. New, new, new. I was constantly like, I didn't have enough notes to take on it, so I didn't even bother. At some point, it was like <laughs> the aliens—they kept popping up new aliens all the time. I'm like, I've never seen that kind of alien before. I've never seen oh, that same. kind of alien yes. before. I yes. was like, wow, okay, here we go, guys. Like, this is awesome. Like, yeah, really branch out. You don't need to give me the background. Just give me different ones. You know, it felt like a Mandalorian. I saw the same three different style. Here's a Jawa. Oh, here's a Tuscan Raider. Um, yeah. Here's Greedo again, but it's not Greedo, but it's Greedo. Yeah. I'm all yeah. for it. Uh, give me another, but I do want to see another ET walking around. Oh, for sure. We will get it. Yeah. We, we should get it. Um, but I think that's really it for our first two episodes of Obi-Wan. Uh, we're going to have a ton more next episode. So we might even be able to finish the damn, the whole thing. Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, but yeah, going forward, uh, it, it's it, it's we have a lot. We'll have a lot to talk about in our our personal episode three. But here we go. The main course for this episode, everybody, it is our very first movie review. I know we've been chatting for quite some time now, but we are going to talk about the Phantom Menace, George Lucas, Lucasfilm, Star Wars Grand Return back in 1999. Do you guys remember where you were? When you first, uh, I mean, seen it, heard about it. I mean, what would try and paint yourself uh, back to 1998 technically for for the first trailer, but paint yourself back to 98, 99 years old, Johnny and Brian. Um, Brian, let's start off with you, buddy. What do you what do you remember about this uh, about this time period? I uh, so leading up to this, they re-released the first three movies in the theaters again. And I remember going with a bunch of people from my church, like a youth group thing. We went and saw um, Return of the Jedi redone. And it was kind of like this, like buildup. It was like Star Wars again, right? We haven't done anything with Star Wars in forever. Star Wars, Star Wars. And it felt right. And it felt good. And uh, then I don't remember being hyped about it until all of a sudden dad comes home and goes, you guys want to see the new Star Wars movie? I was like, yeah, we'll see it. And he goes, no, like before it comes out. I was like, what? (laughs) 
he uh, somehow was able to get a hold of tickets that got us an early screening. Really? Uh, yes. At a, um, I, I believe it was the McKinley Mall uh, movie theater. I think that it was an AMC at the time. I don't know what it is now. Um, but uh, got a cool golden ticket thing, right? Special passes, limited seating. You know, it wasn't a, I don't even think it was a full house, but maybe it was close to. I remember that far back. And it, it was awesome. I enjoyed all of it. I never got mad. I wasn't one of the ones that like immediately got mad about Jar Jar. I just thought he's an alien on a goofy planet. I don't know. That's yeah. how they all are. <laughs> it's all right. And I enjoyed it as much as I can remember. And then uh, as my relationship with it, as I got older, it changed a little bit. But I think the the, the moment was, uh, it paid off fantastic. The, the long wait between Return of the Jedi and then the next Star Wars property, it was, it was awesome. I remember just specifically loving the Padres. Oh, that was yeah. That was a that was a pretty significant. I mean, who didn't want like look, oh, that? I and, want to be yeah, think about that in theaters. Like now, if you were to do it in 3D and an IMAX, like with the rumbling seats and everything. Oh man, that would be something. Uh, Johnny, what about you, bud? Ninety eight, ninety nine. Johnny Townsend seeing Star Wars, getting hyped up for it. For well, you were. I mean, you were young. Or you you were. I was in high school. Three or eighty four yeah. when Return hit. Return Johnny was fifteen. Hit. I was fourteen. Yeah. I'm trying to think about when Return of the Jedi, but this was guy. You, I mean, your first kind of really conscious being hyped up for Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I graduated from high school in 2001. Just to give people a timeline there. So, uh, I was in high school, and obviously, I already loved Star Wars. I mean, I loved it since seeing Jedi as a kid, uh, Return of the Jedi as a kid. So, I was on board for this, and I had a group of friends in high school who, even before, like, well before this movie came out, we just would constantly talk about star wars we would uh they would, we'd bring in those uh, these books about star wars we talked about you know different characters a lot of big yoda fans uh i remember oh. in my group a lot of us loved yoda and we would just quote star wars all the time uh anytime anybody said that's not true i'd always yell it's impossible afterwards uh just because <laughs> i just from this group because we would do that and have a great time so i was already hyped when they uh when they said this movie was coming out but this is a weird thing. The thing that really hyped me for this movie, and I do not know why it worked this way, was uh, Conan O'Brien uh, did this segment with um, Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, which is, if you don't know what it is, it's literally just this uh, hand puppet of a dog who just tells terrible jokes, and he's a jerk, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, they went out to where... Uh, all of these people who were hardcore Star Wars people who were waiting on the movie to come out and they were all kind of camping out here in this area. So they went there and they were just having a good time, right? It was a lot of fun. Uh, they even brought out the thing I remember the most is they had somebody dressed up as spot, giving them all the middle finger. And I thought that was really, really funny. Uh, but for some reason they got me even more hyped for this movie. And uh, luckily uh, this is, you know, when you're at this age, 15, 16, you already have friends who can drive and stuff. And uh, I got to go see it open a weekend. I didn't get to see it like Brian did, like before it came out, but I did see it open a weekend. And I remember thinking, man, this is, I really liked it. I never hated Jar Jar myself either. Uh, I get why, I mean, I get why he's kind of goofy and, and dumb. Uh, 
you know, we're all adults and we grew up with Star Wars, but guess what? We were kids when we first saw Star Wars. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what I always think about when there's a character that I think I'm too old for. I'm like, well, you know, I'm glad that they have this character here because maybe that's some young kids introduction to star wars maybe jar jar is what brings some kid into star wars and that's not bad bring it on uh but the thing that really hooked me and um going back and re-watching it this week i was like yeah i was right about this was just uh star wars the one thing even if they don't do anything with that character they know how to create characters uh, darth maul has so little little dialogue in this but makes such a huge impression, especially on me at that age, of how freaking cool he was. That scene where, you know, the duel of the fates is slowly starting to build up in the background. Uh, by the way, I, I immediately that uh, this also same weekend I went and bought the soundtrack to this, uh, the John Williams soundtrack because <laughs> I had to have it. I had to have Duel of Fates, man. Uh, and I think it was on cassette even. I don't even think I had the CD. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, just uh, when he pops out the second blade in his lightsaber. I just remember that moment, like I got goosebumps uh, because of how freaking cool that was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, man, uh, I really loved this movie back then. And um, spoiler alert, even though there's some stuff in it that I recognize now as an adult, uh, like, a, you know, an episode of C-Spence pops out in the middle of this uh, movie that gets kind of, I, I understand why it's there, but, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it more here in a little bit. But uh, um as an adult watching all this it was like man it really brought back some nostalgia for me it's been a while since i've seen this one uh but i really still enjoyed it so darth maul honestly um just for darth maul and qui-gon this movie's pretty sweet no for sure for sure yeah i was let's see i was seven when the first trailer hit i, I would have been seven when it came out seven turning eight uh, when the movie first came out, but I remember the hype machine behind it. And in that point in my lifetime, I had never seen anything uh, remotely close. I had seen like McDonald's and stuff get behind like Batman and Robin or Jurassic World or, or not just, but Jurassic Park Lost World or some of these other things. But man, every store you went to and, and obviously there's a lot more businesses back then, but it was Star Wars mania everywhere. The, 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 the merchandise machine. Leading oh, yeah. up to it, like merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Uh, holy Christ. I remember I'll never forget walking into Kmart. All right. That's a throw. Oh, it's not that much of a throwback, but it's a little bit of a throwback. No, it is. They're pretty much a dinosaur now. <laughs> they are. They are. They certainly are. I remember walking in there with my dad and there's a picture of uh, there's an Anakin Skywalker banner hiding, uh, hanging from the ceiling. It was like a cardboard cutout thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, like, who's this kid? He goes, that's Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader. And instantaneously, a light, uh, like a switch flipped in my head. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing. Like, they're going to go back and we're going to see who Darth Vader was before um, that. I, I didn't know what the premise of episode one, two and three were at that point. But uh, I now that I knew that's what we were getting, that was fine. Toys are ass. Oh, my God. Uh, it, it, the Toys R Us mania. I mean, Toys R Us is a, is a store literally dedicated to toys and it. The, all the front displays, episode one, Phantom S, and they had the craziest toys, right? Every single Jedi you could think of. They actually overdid some of the toys, honestly. You had the Comlink thing where you do, you scan the chip. You had pod racers. You had er, some early Lego designs, um, uh, T-shirts, just everything you could think of. This movie, massive. I think this movie is actually credited with bringing back 
Lego. Probably. Yeah, it saved them. Star Wars Lego yeah. saved them. Saved, saved the Lego company. They got the licensing for it and it saved them. Uh, I just, it, it, I never, like, that was like, I mean, I experienced the Pokemon madness, but I, the Star Wars madness was, was insane. You know, I remember watching the news, the early morning news, right around the time it came out. It was probably like a week or two before it came out. And they did a news report about somebody down in Buffalo. He had been camping out there for two weeks to go see the movie. They get the first tickets in line, like, or just to be the first in line to go see this movie. And like that was the first time I I'd ever like witnessed that. I'm like, man, people really go crazy for these things. Yeah, didn't they uh, drop the trailer with another movie? And uh, you had to see that movie to see that trailer at the beginning. So people would go just to watch that trailer and leave that movie. <laughs> people were paying. So back then tickets were, I think, uh, it, I, I looked at some average ticket prices between like five and eight to go see a, a, a film. And when the first trailer dropped, yes, you are right. People would buy tickets just to see the movie and then leave. I think uh, there was, I read. Somewhere. I can't remember the movie. I can't, I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't remember the movie, but there was some area where like they packed like 200 people into a small movie theater just to watch the trailer and they all uh, and like 100 people ended up staying or maybe it was some kind of even more disgusting amount but they were packing in the movie theaters and it probably I, I would be curious Johnny if one of you guys don't mind looking it up um, I'm, yeah, how, I'm googling it now how much it, it bloated that movie <laughs> I'm very curious to see how that movie did at the box office <laughs> thanks to the Star Wars trailer um, but it was it was it was consuming man I, I seen it at the uh uh, there's an old theater by an old uh, closed down mall by my my parents' house. It's called the GCC. I think it was like called General Cinemas Corp. It was like a big right before Regal moved in and just just phased every other movie theater out um, in, in our area. Uh, GCC. That was that was a movie theater. It was across the uh, across the way from the Stone Park Mall. And uh, it was really cool. They had their ticket stand. It was it was very it was so 90s and 80s. They had the ticket stand outside of the movie theater. So whoever was de dealing tickets, they were in like this air conditioned fan, like glass bubble dome. And I never see anything like that since uh, it, before that it was, it was, it was pretty significant. Um, but yeah, just what a merchandise monster. Uh, I guess now, uh, you know, that now that we've set this, I guess, set up our, our personal history with these things, um, you know, I guess we, your summarization, uh, of the films, you know, going through what things you know, what's who, what, what movie was it? The movie was Meet Joe Black. Uh, oh my god, that movie's not good. <laughs> it's a Brad Pitt movie, uh, but that's the one that it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me so happy. That's the funniest thing, according ever. to Cinema Blend. That's where I got that from. So if it's wrong, it's their fault. The collusion, um. But I guess, you know, some things you notice, the good, the bad, we're going to go through that, um, you know, each of us. Uh, so, Johnny, why don't you kick us off? I mean, your, your overall summarization of the physical movie uh, of Phantom Menace, none of the outside stuff, just the movie and what it really means to the Star Wars timeline. Yeah, uh, obviously, being a Star Wars nerd, I loved it. Uh, you know, it's kind of given in a backstory of characters you already know, introducing some other characters that I would uh, grow to love. Uh, so uh, the movie itself, uh, as a movie, I, all right. So if you ask me about any of these movies, and these are including movies I adore, uh, they're all too long. <laughs> <laughs> the older I get, the longer these movies feel to me. <laughs> and uh, this one's no different. I mean, I get it. Uh, I think for you, 
I think we have it in our heads. If a movie's supposed to be epic, it's got to be over two hours long. I don't know why we think that, but that's what that's where we are. And uh, this is no different. I kind of feel like these movies sort of started that. These and the Lord of the Rings really kind of started uh, started that uh, feel. But um, I remember uh, really liking it back then. So I was like, man, I hope I still like this movie uh, because you know uh, I have friends who are younger than me who really really like these films and um overall i really did enjoy this all the things that i really liked i actually liked even more now uh darth maul's even because uh, probably because i've seen clone wars and all the awesomeness he does in that uh i really even like him here because i know that's not the end of him <laughs> right i remember being very upset uh that this was the end of that character when i first uh, you know when i watched this before before clone wars had come out because I just thought, man, you just introduced, and the Star Wars has a history of this, of introducing these awesome characters and then just off of them without really doing very much with them. Not- uh, like, there's so much potential there. Uh, and I want more there with Darth Maul. And you get that with Clone Wars, and we'll probably get even more because he's just a very popular character. Um, Does it take away from the episode one ending for you at all, though, that they did bring him back? Does no. Because I guess that with Marvel fans a lot because they bring him back Vision. And yeah. Loki and all these characters. Does it take away from the ending of episode one at all to you? Not not for me, uh, because I really like that character. <laughs> right. No, that's fair. I got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, and uh the way they bring him back in Clone Wars, I thought it's really cool. And he's so unhinged and crazy, uh, like even more wild than he is here. So yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh yeah, wasn't mad at all. Uh but um a lot of characters here that I like, uh, Qui Gon. I like obviously I love Obi Wan. Um, you know, I think uh, that uh, Jake Lloyd does a pretty decent job as a kid. Kid actors are so, uh, you know, they get a lot of flack and a lot of these things uh, from adults when they're watching these movies. He's messed up now because of all that. I know he quit acting. He literally just acted in this movie, and that's basically it because of the the garbage that he got. And he didn't deserve that because no. uh, watching this. He wasn't that bad. Honestly, he was fine. He was freaking fine in this. Uh, He, you know, so I thought the acting overall was pretty good. Uh, If it could be a little wooden, but I think that's way more because of the dialogue they had to say. Uh, And also, man, all right. So the Jedi, too, at the same time, supposed to be almost kind of emotionless, right? So, uh, you know, they're not supposed to let emotion kind of cloud their judgments or anything like that. So, of course, you're going to kind of talk sort of wooden a little bit. You know, you don't want the, to show your hand of what you're feeling or thinking or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so I try to remember that. But I thought overall the acting was way better than I remembered, actually. Yeah. Um, and the story overall is very, very good. Uh, the I tell you who really stands out uh, when you haven't watched this in a while and you watch it again, and that's Padme. She really stands out in this. Uh you know very very good and uh and i remember at the time and i wasn't wrong i was like man she's really beautiful that's an attractive lady and guess what she's an attractive lady still to this day now she's super jacked i know (laughs) yeah now she's holding uh thor's uh hammer (laughs) uh man uh but uh yeah so uh natalie portman of course uh man she was so good in this she was really really good in this uh i really like that and but <laughs> I will say uh, the fact, and I get why it's in there, but the whole C-SPAN part of it uh, is a valid criticism because it does really slow the movie down in the middle of it. 
I get why it's there. I think it's important because it sets up why she goes back to Naboo. So I think it's vital, but I think they could have kind of snipped that a little bit and maybe let that go through a little quicker. And it really sets up, you know, the big bad really, it really does do that too. So I get why it's there, but you could have made it a little shorter. That's probably my biggest criticism of it uh, would be that. Um, you notice how I didn't say Jar Jar because I thought he was fine. Yeah. Uh, I Another think one. he's just there. He's just yeah. a comedic, uh, you know, he's there for kids and uh, comedy just to kind of, you know, put a little bit of levity on stuff. Because Star Wars is a dark thing overall. It really is. Uh, there's a lot of dark things that happen in Star Wars, and you kind of need a little bit of some comedy relief in there, even if it's not your type of comedy. Uh, and that's where Jar Jar comes in. So I didn't even hate him on watching this. I was like, he's fine. He doesn't bother me. I, I'm not sitting here laughing out loud at him, but he's not taking anything away from it. And that actor who did the voice work for him certainly didn't deserve all the crap he got either. Uh, and also the one thing that really stood out to me is uh, while at the time the CG was like that's that was the top right uh especially at that time but if you watch it now you can really see how much cg this is it's a lot it is a lot uh, i it made me really miss the yoda puppet honestly because uh, he's just full cg in this and while it looks fine it's serviceable uh it just made me uh, miss the days of the puppet more than anything else but no. that's uh that's me that's how i feel i like practical effects way more i understand cg but i like it when you kind of mix the two because you can make some really awesome stuff that way. And, I've, uh, and I wish they had kind of done that here. But that's my other biggest complaint is it's a lot of CG. This is basically that sequel to Roger Rabbit that people have been wanting is uh, this movie. There's so much CG and live action trying to be together here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, it's a really fun movie. We're going to give our final ratings for this. Yeah, we will. At the, yeah, we'll do it okay. at the uh, at the very end. We'll do okay, it all right. So end. I'll yep. save that. But that's, a, that's kind of my feelings on it. Overall, I enjoyed it um, despite the the few little negatives i had about it the movie i'm really excited to watch is the next one because that's the one i remember not liking at all oh man i got so many special memories of that one so we're going to see how i feel about it <laughs> all right very good so there's johnny's little summary of uh the phantom menace brian what about you buddy what are your thoughts <clears throat> um i know you brought up a couple of interesting things in the chat like uh like powers and stuff but uh, mm -hmm. yeah please go on ahead uh yeah so i i went back to our group message and uh i the first thing I said in reference to the movie is that the, the I have a half hour left of Menace, and uh, I stand that it is the best prequel movie. It is by far my favorite. It it does get slowed down in the middle a little bit, I guess, but the oh. act, the acting is phenomenal. So, can I interrupt real quick? I'm really sorry to do this. I had a note on my phone that you may, reminded me of while I was watching this. This is the only note I, I wrote down for this movie. <laughs> and the note says, <clears throat> technically, Darth Maul had the high ground. Oh. <laughs> he did. He certainly did. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. Obi-Wan, man, the high ground just keeps coming back. Keeps yeah. finding its way. There's so many little different points and stuff with high ground. Let, I'm here for it. Last note. I don't know if you guys can read it. Can you read it? High ground. <laughs> so what is this question mark? <laughs> High ground. What's that all about? Yeah, What's yeah. that all about? I, my, my last note that I took was high ground. Maul <laughs> had the high ground and died. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what what actually did we learn here in in Star Wars between Episode One and Episode Three that high ground in fact does not matter? Apparently not. Apparently, Apparently not. not. <laughs> just, oh, that's funny, Johnny. It really doesn't, though. I think Anakin's the only one to really blow the. Or no, Obi Wan's the only one to succeed with the high ground. Well, he he saw. See, he saw the advantage that you could have if you react quick enough to the man leaping over you. Maul reacts horribly to it. He watches it as if he's watching some sort of acrobat go through the air. He's like, wow, look at that. Yeah. And then <laughs> he, wasn't, he didn't seem really impressed. Yeah, he did. He's like, woo. And that he's not the only one to blow the high ground. Luke did in episode six. Yeah. Yeah. He well, did. did he? I will not fight you, father. And he throws his lightsaber. It hurt him. Yeah, but he, no, nah, he won. He did what he he went there and he accomplished what he wanted. I guess. So Maul's the only one who's really blown the high yeah. ground advantage. Yeah, that's yeah, and he deserved to die for that. Uh, <laughs> it's uh this movie also I said in the group chat, I, I said this movie is mostly about Qui-Gon for me, and it that's to do with the fact of my love for the universe of Star Wars and what I've learned through learning about it. And the existence of the gray Jedi is like who I would identify with if I was in this. Like we we use this reference before in other things, man. I know you and I have uh, like D&D characters where you have certain classes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've always been a chaotic good. That's the way I've always kind of viewed my life. And uh, to me, while Qui-Gon isn't necessarily chaotic, he always was the one sitting on the council um, or not sitting on the council, but, you know, the Jedi master pushing on the council about how to break away from some of their old tendencies. It's a bummer. We don't get more of him before this movie. And we, and then after this movie, apparently we might get a little taste of stuff now you know, that just came out this weekend. Yes. Um, but I loved Qui-Gon. He's one of my favorite Jedi's. And with that came all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, first thing I noticed is uh, Obi-Wan's uh, feeling the dark side um, as they enter the Federation ship, you know, then and get ready to have their negotiations that don't take place. They were, they were quite short, in fact. Um, no, nothing. Okay. <laughs> no, you, you're, I get it. No, I get it. <laughs> didn't. Uh, it was that bad. I know. Uh, That's Queen Amadala herself. (laughs) (laughs) I I like that he was, you know. Then you have the the interaction where he says, you know, stay in. Qui Gon says, stay in the moment. Where he's saying, no, but I heard that Master, you know, Yoda tells me that I should always, you know, trust and go with the what I'm feeling and whatnot. So, anyways, I thought that was kind of cool because it right away started the movie off with some sort of dark overtone of you know, the, and the impending empire coming, you know, the dark ages coming and starting even then. Um, you really felt that after you, like if you go back and watch it after episode three, you really understood a lot of references in that, like, right. like that moment. So, yep. yeah. Uh, so then they, it generated like this theme of like, Oh, new, new stuff that we're seeing Jedi's being able to do. So um, I don't know if they mean for this to be, but we know if you look into legends and and the exploration of what jedi can do you know like jedi jedi um legend luke is one of the strongest ever right so go explore him you'll get to learn all sorts of cool stuff that these jedis can do one might be holding your breath for a long time that's how they don't get gassed out 
Right. Like that's that's kind of cool. New Jedi talent. And then all of a sudden the droid are gonna show up and they know oh we're gonna die if we try and stay here. We gotta go. Uh and then they just take off like a dart. We've never seen like look go back and look at uh, episode four, you know, New Hope and watch Obi-Wan <laughs> <laughs> standing in place, going back and forth with the lightsaber with the lamest <laughs> lightsaber duel you've ever seen, which is fine for the time, but I like you know, they're embracing it, like watch what else we can do. And it that looked realistic, you know, that CGI like that was well executed i thought that looked good for sure there's definitely moments though i didn't write them down because i was trying i've known as the negative guy so i try to be more positive in my notes this time uh (laughs) negativity was just brought up naturally i i I guess um so then they they take off like a dart that was really cool um when qui-con uh gets jar jar to calm down when they're inside the submarine so to speak come on go what's my go I don't know. <laughs> he, he just touches his shoulder and he kind of just zongs out. I was like, oh, have you ever seen a Jedi do that? I mean, I guess it is like Matt said in the chat was like, it's kind of a Jedi mind trick. I'm like, yeah, it is. It could be a relaxing one. The, yeah. It reminded me of when Han Solo turned off C-3PO in Empire Strikes Back. That's that's the only like connection I could find. I could really think it, of. <clears throat> it reminds me of uh, just some of the stuff he kind of took from Star Trek because uh Oh, you, know, you put it on the shoulder. That's a Vulcan thing. Vulcan, de- Vulcan yeah. death grip. <laughs> yeah, that's most certainly <laughs> for like a Vulcan thing there. Okay. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, force push on droids by Obi Wan. Qui Gon uses the force to, um, make the ruin the 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 die turn up blue to so we can get Anakin. You know, right. Um, which will lead us to our what ifs. <laughs> Uh, I thought the turning point on, on Naboo was something that I um, wanted to pay attention to. So everything's going bad. When when they get back to Naboo and they try and take back the capital, er, nothing's going well. Everyone's not not winning what they're supposed to be doing. Every part of the plan is failing. All at the same time. All at the same. How did that it, happen? <laughs> and then Qui-Gon dies. And it's like, oh, great. Here we go. Uh but then everything changes from that point on. Immediately after the Viceroy is captured, then the droid control ship is destroyed and the droid army ultimately defeated. And it was like this. Oh, I like the, the, the emotions that they kind of did there for you. They, they took you down one last time to as far as you can go. And then boom, it's all the way up. Yep. Uh, and then high ground. High ground. There <laughs> it is. Very good. Very good. Is there anything else you want to add to your organization? Uh, I love this movie. It makes me feel good. The next movie we're going to do doesn't make me feel nearly as good. There is a bit of a, ha- a happiness in, in a sense, because it's like episode four. It's so much like episode four. But, but there's some positivity. Well, because like even like the way they end up the movie at the end and they're all the, the um, Gungans and, and the native Nabooians are all standing there together and they got the big glowing thing. And it's like, it's like the award. It's like when they handed out the ceremonies with two. Yeah, exactly. It was all, it was very, you know, similar to each other, which I like. I, I like when you do that, when you nod to other movies, that's why I, I did not complain about episode nine, the way that other people did. I complained about episode nine because it was the most clunky, trilogy ever put together in the history of trilogies um but i i, th- I do like uh nostalgia so yeah that's good for sure for sure um i think to start off simply put this movie is a lot uh you know it, it 
I miss when the internet wasn't around and you didn't have to hear other people's opinions unless you went looking for, you really went looking for them. Uh, watching it this last time brought, so it was just so, it was so charming. Um, it really was. It put a smile on my face. It just took me back to a, just a better time. Um, you know, in my personal life, just maybe even the way the world was, it was, it, it was really harmless and, and Star Wars fans found a way to ruin it. <laughs> uh, naturally, of course. Uh, the one thing that I, I really did, I, I liked the way and it makes me sad. I mean, I understand for the, the storyline's sake, but Qui-Gon, like watching it yesterday, I really noticed how different Qui-Gon felt from every other single Jedi in that movie. All right. He felt different. Even Obi-Wan felt like just take a, uh, uh, he just felt like he was just, he felt like he fit in with the rest of the Jedi where, where. Qui-Gon felt authentic. He felt real. Um, he felt like he, he showed legitimate compassion. Uh, you know, all these things. He was everything that the Jedi Council should, uh, that the Jedi Order should have been. And I think that's why, you know, he was so beloved. Um, but, the, you know, you know, just the way he dealt with Anakin, the way he talked and spoke with obi-wan um just everybody just felt so real and personable like i was like okay this is i would want to be trained by qui-gon um for sure it was it, it stunk though that they've spent so much time I, again i understand why they had to to help push the storyline but they spent so much time star wars episode one i think it's faults were that they spent a lot of time on characters that were not big deals throughout the rest of the trilogy um, Qui-Gon, one of them killed off instantaneously. Uh, and now we're, we're in a fresh start with uh, essentially Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan was kind of a nothing character in this movie. He had a very important part at the end, but as far as his portrayal and stuff, he was not really widely shown. Um, I don't, I'm, I, I think I'm okay with it. I think I'm okay with the slow build. Like, okay, you got to wait till episode two to really get full on Obi-Wan. Um, and really, start I would argue episode three. Uh, yeah, you're probably right in, in a sense. No. Yeah. Um, you know, you really gotta wait that long to kind of get him at his at his peak. Uh, but he was he was a side character in this, nothing more. Um, you know, it, like I think Johnny brought up Podme came off really strong. You know, she her she was probably the biggest one that benefited from as much screen time as she had in episode one. It set her on a nice trajectory. Anakin was little, he couldn't do much, he was relatively young. Uh, they spent a lot of time on Captain Panaka, uh, Panaka, who did not appear in any of the other movies. Um, it's like uh, uh, there's a lot of characters in that for, in the first in episode one that were featured, like given like names and like they, they were really pushing hard for merchandise, uh, like Sio Bibble, the governor, and uh, it was uh, oh god, Rick something, the the the, the guy who piloted the uh, uh, the queen's uh, the the queen starship. There's a lot of characters in there that just didn't repair. They were side characters. Jar Jar, obviously. And I think that was unfortunately due to a lot of fan demand. But the Gungans overall, they just kind of peaked off. And it was almost like they reset with episode one. And then they had a reset again with episode two. And um, portray. I think that's what, what was the hardest thing for a lot of people to take in. But uh, but I, I mean, listening through some of the complaints over the, over, you know, the years that I've done this, like. You know, was episode one truly necessary? And I think 100% it was. Uh, you have to see how these things come in. Uh, you know, Emperor Palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi, we know he's this dark brooding figure behind the, the scenes, but do you 
really like, is he really, do you care about him that much unless you see how he came into power? That's the important thing about the Phantom Menace is we get to see how shrewd that Palpatine was. What I mean, what a phony. Uh, and, and obviously you have to get to episode three to kind of see how it all comes together. But my God, this dude manipulated everybody. He manipulated everybody. He put it in, uh, you know, he, he put it in uh, Queen Amidala's head about Chancellor Valorum not being a strong enough leader. Um, it, just little, just little. It, it's, it, you know, it's little bits. Uh, here and there and just his facial, you know, oh, I, I think we're going to have to accept Federation control for the time being. And then he looks at her and it's little stuff to kind of pray at her insecurities, at her beliefs. And it's like, no, no, I can't do this. But how like, I don't think I appreciate a Palpatine until I, I look back and I see this original trilogy. And obviously, Charles starts at, off at episode one, you know what he brings to the table, his, his p- political manipulation. And even if you read some of the, the well, now the stuff is legends, but um, you know, he killing the other he, in legends, he killed some the other people that were running for Supreme chancellor. He had them assassinated. So essentially he, Oh, wow. How did this happen? Everybody died except me. Wow. That's crazy. Now I'm Supreme chancellor uh, <laughs> stuff like that. His, his political game is top notch and every little thing was carefully uh, planned and laid out like my god you stuck to a uh, you know at least in, as far as this movie go, you know between episodes uh, one and three uh, a 13 year plan to kind of take over the galaxy but obviously it's a lot deeper than that so I did appreciate um, I, I, I appreciated Palpatine it, it made me care a lot about a lot of about him a lot more and it made me see him as the villain that he, he really truly is you know it wasn't this flip of the switch thing Dude was a dickhead the entire time, like manipulating. I'm like, man, what a, what a, I mean, what an ultimate villain. He, in my opinion, he's uh, with this backstory that they laid out, he's probably the greatest movie villain of all time. The way he manipulated an entire government, uh, you know, turn everybody against the Jedi down the road, all that stuff. We, we get to see the early beginnings of that. Um, you know, how they found Anakin is so much more than, uh, finding out about the Sith again, you know, uh, which was the Jedi finding out about the Sith existing again. That was yeah, they, do, they do a really good job with him uh, because, you know, other villains and things, even in Star Wars, they kind of will show uh, little signs of humanity from here or there and they or of little signs of uh, good or try to make you understand why they are the way they are. Yeah. And just kind of like, I guess, the Joker be the closest thing I can think of with the uh, with the. Uh, Palpatine, you don't. He's just like you said. He's just a dickhead the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. I mean, he, he. I mean, he appears to be good, but his intentions were never. Yeah. Well, it's control the galaxy, turn everybody against the Jedi, um, and and so on and so forth. And, and you know, this is the early foundation of it. It was. It was. It was actually really miraculously done. If you look through and and break down the timeline of, of Palpatine's rise to power, it's it's really well done in Episode One. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up, too, with, with this shit, people hated the midi-chlorians. I don't think it was as bad as, uh, like, looking back at it, I don't think it was as bad as people wanted to make it out to be. I think it gave the Force a sense of, like, real science. Uh, ma- made it, like, uh, in a reality. Instead of just people just controlling shit with their mind, there's, like, a science to it. that there's, You know, midi-chlorians exist in yeah. everybody, and whoever had a higher concentration count was just better than, you know, better with the Force. You couldn't, it's not like you could just, you know, take a, a, a supplement of midi-chlorians and all of a sudden become a Jedi or Sith. But, you know, it, 
the midi chlorians thing were explained in episode four, New Hope, as a connection between all uh, all living things, and uh, yeah, the force was ex- described as that. The midi chlorians kind of gave it a science and, and a little bit, you know, just a, an explanation, I guess. You know, it, it is it is still a mystery, but it gave it a science, um, you know, for for why the force is the way that it is. I do I do feel like it was kind of shoehorned in there possibly yeah uh but i see what you're saying for sure uh they were just trying to come at it from uh, another perspective like a scientific perspective like, and i get that but when they when he was describing it i just kept thinking about uh that time and uh when i was watching this one nature documentary and they just talked about how uh like great white sharks will swim with these little small fish because they and they won't ever eat them because these fish they're symbiotes with each other like yeah. this you know, he protects the little fish. Those little fish make sure that his teeth are clean, basically. <laughs> uh, so that's all I could ever think of. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I I get that. Hearing the word symbiote is is, is always weird. I always go to the, the Venom and Marvel yeah, yeah. route personally. But, uh, I mean, Brian, did, you, did the Medicorian thing bother you at all? I don't remember it bothering me. I I like it because that makes uh, Han Solo's... Um, you know, the people that are like, don't understand the force and think it's all like hoodoo and whatever like that makes it even more that they're aside from it. That I like the fact that there is some sort of real science behind it. There's like some sort of, you know, reason in the universe that midichlorians exist. And I like that. It's like dark matter. Like, you know, maybe in real life, dark matter, they say it's real, but they don't know what it is. And maybe it's midichlorians. Right. We got to tap into that dark matter. Maybe we can start lifting crap. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. So I, I did like that. Um, a couple other things that I, w- I, I want to add before we close up the summarization of it was that uh, I thought the CGI looked great. I thought it did. I thought that was probably the most realistic CGI um, that they did in that trilogy. I really do. I thought the battle droids looked like top notch. The ships were like really, really good looking. Like uh, even the Trade Federation ship, uh, you know, looked fantastic. Uh, that cruise that they came in to start off episode one um, looked like so realistic. I thought that was the best portrayal. Everything, I feel like two and three, obviously they did rely more on the CGI when they did an episode one, but I don't think those age, the, the CGI in those movies aged as well as the one in, the, the CGI in episode one did. Uh, maybe it's just me, but I, I just felt like it, I, I felt like I could touch it and it would be real in episode one. Some of the stuff. I mean, they were also doing full characters who were nothing but CG. Right. Uh, and that's not an easy task at all. No. So I try to remember that too. When I was watching this for uh, again, recently or this past week, uh, because, you know, definitely from these type of movies, uh, you know, the late nineties, early two thousands, uh, most of those movies that had some CGI, they don't age well. Right. Uh, I mean, I adore, adore Lord of the Rings. I It's one of my favorite things ever. It's right up there with Star Wars for me. I really, really, truly love Lord of the Rings. But if you go back and watch it, some of the CGI, even though at the time it was like top-notch, state-of-the-art, it's some of it's aged. I, I mean, I'm thinking of when Legolas jumps on a troll, oh. a giant troll, and that just doesn't look good, right? It no. doesn't look good now. Uh, but I thought they did a pretty good job here, uh, even though... Every time I saw Yoda, all I could think about was uh, puppet, 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 puppet. Uh, other than that, uh, it was a very serviceable, I thought. And you just got to remember, for the time when this came out, this was this was top notch. Yeah, 
yeah, that's, I mean, that's really the, the best way to look at it. And, it, you know, it, also, I did want to point out, too, this is the only time I really fought, took the battle droid seriously. I thought I thought they were kind of made a mockery after episode one. They're kind I of like them that goofy, way. Uh, yes and yeah. no. Uh, but if you want to take them seriously as villains, I thought I, well, I thought the episode one portrayed them best. Oh, no, oh, only only the scout droids, the you know, the the, the tiny ones, not the the ones in like Battlefront. You know what I mean? The what are those yeah. ones? The I just super thought like, episode three and Clone Wars made them just kind of goofy and it's like, OK, you're just goons. I mean, I guess it, it made him fun, but I did take him seriously in episode one. I was like, wow, these things are actually kind of a threat. Well, they're just yeah. meant to be cannon fodder anyway, right? That's technically true. Technically yeah. true. Bantha so fodder, you mean? The, We're the, talking yeah. Star Wars, man. Yeah. Bantha fodder. <laughs> <laughs> so giving them any type of personality is like a, a bonus. For sure. Um, all right. So let's move on to some stuff. Uh, and then at the very, very end, before we do our, uh, our fantasy match, we'll give our reviews. Uh, or our final scores. We'll give our final scores. So, uh, Brian, you have some trivia questions uh, yes. for us. We'll get through those, those pretty quick. Well, yeah. Uh, we got 15 we can go through. Let's see how quick we can go through them. This is from StarWars.com. Thank you, Star Wars, for everything. Uh, numero one, what is the first word in the opening crawl? Now, I have multiple choice. Now, you can tell, you can jump in ahead of the multiple choice if you want. But uh, would you like to hear all four choices? The opening word in the crawl. I was gonna go with first one. Uh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> is it turmoil? The first and Matt oh. is correct. Yep. As soon as Love you said it. it, Matt, I was like, Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> the Trade Federation set up a blockade in which planet? Naboo. Naboo, right? Correct. What is the name of the protocol droid that greets Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and the Trade Federation flagship? TC 14. C-3PO, TC-25, C-4PO. It's TC-14. the first one, right? Yep, TC-14. Correct. I know because of Lego. <laughs> Finish Queen Amidala's quote. I will not condone a course of action that will lead to the death of my people, lead us to war, lead to conflict on Naboo, lead us to violence. Death of oh, my man. people. Yeah, I think it's people. It was wrong. What? Is it yep. violence? I don't know. It didn't give me the right one. <laughs> That's a flaw on this trip. Uh, Star Wars, oh, you got I a flaw in your trip. I just watched it yesterday. I think it's Death by People. I, 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 I think it was war. But anyways, why did Obi-Wan suggest landing the Naboo Royal Starship on Tatooine? It was like it was... Uh, he says it. The Empire does not have much of a presence there because it's ruled by the Huts. Yeah. Free from the trade federation. On which planet's moons does Anakin say the angels live? Aigo, Camino, Cloud City, or Felucia? Aigo? The, yeah. the first one? Yeah. I think it's that one. Aigo, Montego, baby, what on we go? What advice does Nabu. Shmi... Oh boy. <laughs> what oh, advice so- does Shmi give Anakin when he leaves Tatooine? Listen to Qui-Gon and don't make trouble. Be brave and don't look back. Trust your instincts and be smart. Be kind and follow your heart. Be be brave, don't look back. Correct. Doing pretty good so far. How does Queen Amidala convince Boss Nas and the Gungans to help the Naboo? She begs for their help. She yep. promises no Gungans will be killed. She agrees to help them in the future, and she agrees to take Jar Jar Binks off their hands. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> she begs. Uh, yeah, she begs. Which beg. character does not enter the Naboo Royal Palace? Darth Maul, Newt Gunray, General Tarp Tarpals, and Captain Panaka. Tarpos. Correct. What was the name of the group of the N1 Starfighters pilots in the Battle of Naboo? Alpha Squadron, Phoenix Squadron, Blue Squadron, Bravo Squadron. Bravo. How about you, Johnny? What do you think? Um, I don't. All I can think about is how Anakin, uh, like the fact that the, they took down the droids was all complete uh, a farce because Anakin uh, kind of got really lucky. So that's all I can think about. It's better to be lucky than good. That's right. Yeah. Bravo was the correct answer. Good job. Yeah. Which creatures? Which creature does not make an appearance at the Battle of Naboo? A Famba, a Falumopasset, a Nibre, or a Kadu? I'm going to say Gesundheit. Uh, B. I'm going to go B. I'm going to go B. Uh, I'm going to go C, even though I don't know. <laughs> but B was wrong. I think it might have been C. I love that we'll never know. What a waste. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this. Is you don't have the answer. <laughs> uh, I think we're doing good so far. We only had two wrong answers. So, what is Qui Gon's last wish? Train the boy. Train the boy. Yeah. Yep. Correct. What are the only words spoken by Chancellor Palpatine to Anakin Skywalker? Look at your career with great interest. Yes, exactly that, man. Why is Yoda upset with Obi-Wan's decision to train Anakin? Because he sensed a lot of danger in that boy. All these answers are kind of like they could all work. He thinks he's Anakin is too old. Well, that is one of the reasons. No, technically, they do say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he fears his training for sure. And the last one, which three characters are all present at the Naboo Victory Parade? Obi-Wan Kenobi, Qui-Gon. That's messed up. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> I think you, you calling the celebr the victory parade like when they're burning his body? What's going on here? This is messed Too up. soon, Star Wars trivia. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Uh, Obi-Wan, C3PO, R2, uh, Chancellor Palpatine, Captain Panaka, Shmi Walker. Padme, Amidala, Basnas, and General Tarpoles. That was the last one. <laughs> it was the Tarpoles one. Yeah. Tarpoles. Okay. Yeah. I can't believe it wasn't the first. We one. got 13 correct, which means we're Jedi Masters. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. really cool. Technically, Qui Gon was there, you know, just wasn't. In... He was a Force ghost. Yeah. Um, that, hey, that's the one thing in, in Obi Wan that I'm most excited about yes. above all they, else. They've already dropped hints of that, right? Yes. Yeah. Very excited to um, for time's sakes. I know we're running a little long. Um, do you want to do the what ifs still or do you want to you want to maybe use them for Facebook posts? Uh, let's do that for Facebook posts. We Ooh. are running super long. Yeah, Be smart. All right. So really quickly for Matt's stats. All right. Uh, Matt's stats portion of this. Um, it did really well. Let's just say that domestically <laughs> $431 million it earned internationally 493 Point two million, um, and worldwide, of course, everything accumulated nine hundred and twenty-four. Actually, I just read with the re-release in twenty twelve, it did cross over a billion. Um, it did cross over a billion. Its uh, opening day box office was twenty-eight point five. 
28.5 million and um it left the movie theaters it starts to open up may 19th and it left movie theaters on november 4th that was the last day um it was available toward movie theaters um it's i mean it made billions of dollars in merchandise sales uh i know we're just trying to get through this real quick but uh yeah they released a ton of different stuff ton of different stuff cups uh, stuff with pizza hut taco bell i have a bunch of cups out there uh billions of dollars in merchandise sales which actually made more than the movie from what i understand <laughs> um that that began like this uh this theory that george lucas is just trying to sell toys and not make good movies well that's where he made most of his money right yeah for yeah. sure uh johnny you got some trivia facts for us yeah uh, i'll try to go through these fairly quickly as well uh george lucas wrote the episode one script by hand with just pencil and notebook paper and apparently that's how he writes all his scripts is by hand on pencil and paper with pencil and paper hmm. uh the biggest influence uh on the making of the phantom menace was do you guys know i don't Mm-mm. uh the young indiana jones chronicles Okay. Uh, Jar Jar Binks was originally designed with green skin. By the way, all this is from StarWars.com as well. Uh, Jar Jar Binks was originally designed with uh, green skin. And actually, if you see some early designs of Jar Jar, they're terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Be glad they went with the version they went with. (laughs) Yaddy. Is it Yaddy or Yaddle? Yaddle. 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 Uh, Yeddle is actually an early young Yoda design. Uh, so maybe that's kind of where we got the, you know, little Grogu there. Uh, the design of the heavy troop transport in the Phantom Menace, uh, Menace the MTT, was inspired by, can you guys guess? Oh. It makes sense the second you hear it, you're going to think. I'll give you a hint. Animal. It's an animal. What's well, a big bulking animal? A rhino? An elephant. Elephant. There you go. Yep. Damn it. I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> now, don't you talk to my friend Matt that way. <laughs> uh, costume colors are specific to the planets of the galaxy. Uh, so in other words, like, uh, you know how uh, Naboo, uh, they have bright colors. So if you look at their costumes, a lot of their costumes have really bright colors. That's kind of how they do it. And uh, Tatooine. Obviously, it's just a lot of sand, so most of their costumes there are kind of drab and sandy, I guess. Sandy. <laughs> um, this is pretty funny. Uh, Ewan McGregor had dialogue coaching to prepare for his role uh, because he had to underact, he said. Uh, pretty much he had to learn to stay calm and not do as many inflections and stuff because he's trying to be a Jedi. Uh, trying to find ones I don't want to read all of these. I got one. Um, go, I yeah, go for read it. it. Um, this is the first time that the word Sith is said in a Star Wars movie. It was never said in in the original trilogy. This is the first time that Sith and the Sith Order uh, was ever acknowledged. It was just called the Dark Side in the original trilogy. Hmm. Wow. Uh, the very first scene that was ever filmed for uh this movie uh do you know what the very first scene they ever filmed was obviously they shoot movies out of order most of the time so just know that i want to say the tattooing stuff brian you got a guess 
No, no, no. So this is better than your trivia because I have the answers in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first scene that they ever filmed was uh, Darth Sidious and Darth Maul were on the balcony talking to each other. Really? Well, I don't know why I said talking to each other because Darth Maul has like one line, but you know what I mean. Uh, and we'll end with this. The Jedi and Sith went through 300 aluminum lightsaber blades while filming The Phantom Menace. Uh, so they went through a lot of lightsabers. <laughs> I, I, I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and I just wanted to end it with this. Uh, who do you think is the... Do you think we deserve, because I, I do, uh, a whole series on Watto? <laughs> I could do a cartoon. I could do. I could see like a cartoon, like an Aqua no, Teen. nope. I want a dark and deadly series. <laughs> I want like an Aqua Teen Hunger Force style Watto cartoon. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah, I'm on board. Um, that's it for Did You Know? All right, let's finish it up with this. All right, last time we came here, we did a Han Solo versus Indiana Jones fantasy battle. Um, Johnny brought up another one. All right. Obi-Wan and Doctor Strange. Who wins in a fight between those two? Hmm. Yeah. So now when I was trying to think of who I could have fight Obi-Wan, uh, it was getting difficult for me because most of them I felt like it'd just be easy. Obi-Wan all day long for most of these, right? The lightsaber, he has the force, he's a Jedi, all this stuff. But then I realized Doctor Strange legit just had a movie come out too. And uh, I think he could kind of handle himself here. I think it's going to be a really good battle because, I mean, uh, Magic, you know, he has all these, he's like the top in Marvel. He's like one of the top, you know, users of Magic, uh, by far one of the strongest ones when it comes to that. Uh, so I think this will be a very interesting battle. I think it could be, too. I think more so I'd like to hear the dialogue between these two. Yes. They can both have a smart ass off. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> I might be more I might be more interested in them shooting, cutting a promo, yeah. uh, as they say, in wrestling. Right, so what if we're OK? I didn't mention this part. It's a rap battle. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I have to I might have to go Obi-Wan. <laughs> they can spit those rhymes a little better. I th- he might be able to. He's good, man. He's they're both good. Yeah. Yeah, who do we think wins though? I mean, in an actual fight, because uh, you know, one of them can use the force, but the other one can kind of basically make what he wants, right? Like yeah. with the with reality, he can kind of bend it however he wishes. Kind of leaning towards Doctor Strange because of all the abilities that he can do with or without the time stone. We've really seen his powers kind of open up a bunch. I think it's close, though. I think it's a lot closer than people realize because Obi-Wan's smart. He's aware of his surroundings, his environment. Yeah, and don't let him get higher than you. No, 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 no. Uh, (laughs) That's the thing. Uh, That's the other thing I think uh, I'm going to lean toward. I think it's very, very close, but I'm going to lean to Doctor Strange because at any time he can make his ground just slightly higher than yours. (laughs) I think that's kind of where I'm heading to, too. I think it's just too much. I think it's too much. I'm taking Obi-Wan just in desperation that he can, you know, slice him down with the lightsaber somehow, some way. Yeah, I will say, uh, like, he only really needs to get one good hit in, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how it evens out a little bit. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Um, But that is a wrap, everybody. We got through it. We went a little long. We're just trying to find ourselves. We apologize. Um, Everybody, if it went a little too long, I thought uh, we got a lot done. A lot to talk about. 
We will be back in a month, the first weekend of, oh my God. Yeah. First week of July, we'll be back and uh, ready to go to, uh, yeah, probably a couple, I think it's, we'll be dropping two days after the 4th of July. So the 6th, July 6th um, is when we look to do. Uh, but thank you so much for being a part of this uh, journey with us through the world of Star Wars, through the uh, galaxy of, uh, of Star Wars and everything that it is. Uh, we'll have Obi-Wan review for you next time, whatever news, then we are going to tackle Attack of the Clones. So should be a good one. Looking forward to that. I got a lot of special memories with that. I know uh, Johnny and Brian are excited to talk about it as well. Um, Brian, do we have a closeout? Do we have a closeout phrase? Did we, did, did we come out with one? Uh, last time I used Leia's, um, <laughs> Leia's a beautiful message, but I just had a thought pop in my head. Um, how would Jar Jar close this out, Johnny? How would... <laughs> <laughs> Join us.